0: Welcome to another episode of The Essential 11 brought to you by Acton Academy. Acton Academy Plaster, today's guest, a man by the name of Joshua Wayne. And we got connected um, through Josh Ship. Uh, if you know anything about the the youth speaking circuit, Josh Ship um, has kind of really had a, a, a stronghold on that market for a long time. And Joshua was somebody he highly recommended. Uh, and I've gone back and watched some of Joshua's stuff too. And just some great things and great stuff that he's doing for kids. He's been working with youth and families for for 20 years in schools and mental health agencies, foster care system, private practice, Uh, and he speaks to students around the world about tech, mental health, um, good decision making, and then he also talks to the adults in their lives about how to help them thrive as the teens are transitioning to adulthood. So there's just a lot of crossover in uh, what we're doing. He's got a a new book coming out as well that we also talk about. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode with Mr. Joshua Wayne. How are you, sir? Awesome. Doing and, awesome. Man, super, it was
1: super cool. So we've been getting the chat here for, for about 10 minutes going into this. And, um, it's neat. You know, I was telling, we're looking at the guests that we have lined up, you know, we've got 40 or 50 guests that we've got lined up right now. And I know <clears throat> so much about so many of them. And for you and I, this is really the first time we've, we've connected, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's cool. I was looking at, I've been obviously diving into your background and looking at that. I'm going, okay, well, this guy, I almost feel like I have more in common than with almost everybody. I mean, you're speaking and working directly with youth, right? And you're you're in the trenches. You come from education. So we have so much in common and we're finding that out, you know, as we're kind of connecting here, man. So it's it's cool. It's cool to get to have you on. I appreciate you taking the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm real happy to be here with you and uh, just learning about what you're doing and uh, I'm honored yeah no i
1: appreciate it and find out too that you're coming in march you're going to be in my hometown man you're going to be about an hour away in vacaville and that's where i grew up and have a lot of my roots and i know we have a lot of vacaville uh listeners right now too so um that's pretty cool that to, to have you there.
2: there i'll, I'll uh, and i'll get the deals details to you and please offline and see if we can uh... A range meetup, be really cool. So cool, man. So cool. So, you know, if you don't mind, can we give
1: just a little bit of an, of an origin story? So, you know, I know you're an author with this book that's coming out and, and uh, you're on the road, you're speaking and you've been it. but will you kind of give sort of an origin story of just kind of what it is that you, what it is that you're doing, how you're impacting the world and kind of how, you know, what got you to that point.
2: All right. So, so let's do an origin story, let's origin kind of story, go- man. And you can
1: go as far as you want to go.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go to the root of, of all, origin stories here mm-hmm. for the moment, right? So I'm going I'm to start with a question. Okay. Can you name one superhero who's not an orphan? One superhero who is not an orphan? And I'll qualify that. Some of them have lost a parent. Yeah. Other than both. But can you name one for whom that family of origin Yeah not begin in trauma it didn't start
1: in a rough spot that's a really good that's a really good question and it's interesting because everything we do at Acton is the hero's journey right we're always connecting back to heroes and I get a lot of flack from the kids because I'm like the only person on campus that even though I say hero's journey probably more than anybody else I don't know that I've seen any like marvel or like I don't have that knowledge so in my head I can't think of one. I I can't the ones that I do know of.
2: So they're all orphan stories, is the point. Okay, good. Right. Yeah. Batman, right? Yeah. Like, where, where does the story of a Batman begin? Right with his parents' murder. Yeah, yeah. It with trauma. Lost the whole planet. Spider Man's raised by an aunt and an uncle. Yeah. yeah. Know his parents, so there's that wounding, and then yep. dad, the uncle dies. Black Panther. His mother's alive, right? Kind of following my caveat, but a huge part of the of the origin story is he loses his father. Got it. Yeah. He into doubt around, can I do this? Can right. I carry weight? Right. Panther. Right, the yeah. Writer. Right?
1: So it starts with that trauma.
2: These are all orphan stories, yep. right? So now the question becomes, why is that? Why yeah. is that formula? And if you actually yeah. go deeper, I mean, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Orphan story. Yeah. Right? Neo. Yes. Name, yeah. Orphan where it, it, it comes from right all the walt disney characters cinderella y- you name it go all the way down yep. the line yep. it's so so part psychopath- of the infrastructure
1: of joseph campbell's 12s i mean it's part it's literally sure, it's savings, right it's woven it's, in
2: right so so the metaphor of it you know based on my read of it is it, it well part of it is it, and this is why we all d- so deeply and intensely relate to this stuff yeah is because it's our story yeah Right now, doesn't mean we're all literally orphans, but the metaphor is about feeling alone in the world. Yep. You know, we all have to step out onto that hero's journey at some point, fundamentally alone. Yeah. And that's the metaphor is that, like, if you're going to go out in the world and you may have had your parents in your corner, but there's a certain you have to step across the threshold and it's you. Yep. It's you facing the world. Yep. All your fears. And all your skills and attributes and all all the, all the, um, you know, all all the things you have working in your favor, but but it's all, it's all you. Yeah. Right. Now, a lot of times there is, so, so the, the, with the superheroes, there's a wound, right? Mm -hmm. There's this trauma around their origin story. So Batman, his parents are murdered violently in front of him by a criminal. It's going to fight crime. Right. You know? So it, it it becomes, in some ways, the inspiration in the movie. Right, right. It's that catalyst. So my origin story, so I grew up in a family where, you know, on the outside, everything was, was fine, <laughs> you know, a nice, comfortable, you know, middle class, upper middle class upbringing outside of Chicago in the suburbs. Um, my parents were married, they divorced later, but... Sort of what, what wasn't obvious on the outside was the, the, the discord of my parents' marriage right. on the inside. They, I, I can probably count the days on one hand when I was growing up when, when they weren't fighting. And as a sensitive kid, I really internalized this. Yep. You know, and it, they were loving parents and they provided, well, I had everything I needed and most of what I wanted. It wasn't that kind of story. But but there was this discord that really really affected me emotionally yep. growing up, seeing my parents not, not in a happy marriage or And so then flash forward 20 years, and again, I didn't plan it out. I became a family therapist. Mm-hmm. Part of it is because those things, those wounds, that part of our origin story where we where, where there's some difficulty we struggle with becomes an opportunity, right? And our mm-hmm. wounds totally. are opportunities, right? They somehow it doesn't always happen this way, but it can really inform where you decide to go with your life. So in a way that I didn't plan out, I didn't say, hey, because my folks had this this drama in their relationship, I'm therefore going to go and try to heal families. It just it's where I was naturally led. It's right. what I was naturally right. drawn to do, you know, and, and in particular, working with young men, struggling teenagers, which, was, which is what I was, which is yep. a kid with low self-confidence and, you know, didn't, didn't uh, had a lot of fears and internal insecurities and stuff. Right. And, that's what I just was naturally drawn to, is to go to help the young men who was, you know, what I was, you know, ten years, you know. In I love the,
1: that. I love
2: that. Of origin stories, that that's the origin stories. I went and became a family therapist. That was just what I was drawn to, working with at risk with teens, primarily young males. Uh, I was just always where my where my attention was drawn, who I wanted to help, and who I felt a, a sense of calling to support. And I got that brought me into the education world, into at-risk youth, and private practice, and speaking, and all sorts of stuff. But you just that. with the origin story, that was it, man. It was like that's sort of the superhero origin story. Was there was family pain in this one particular area, and coinc, coincidentally, but not coincidentally, it defined my whole path in life.
1: And that's so good, man. And I love that you put up because you you start to go into these paths where you are now helping. You're helping the hurt that you have. And this gets to be such this dual role because you're helping the hurt in your own life, simultaneously pouring in to others, you know,
2: and I it's is the things that, that we're challenged by can become, yep. gifts, become the gifts. Right. Totally. Like, and that's the hero's journey piece, right? You know, there is exactly, the, there, yeah. there's the wound and you go out in the wilderness and you forward your way, but then you bring back something of value to society. Right? That's the completion of, of Campbell's circle is the return. Right. That's right? the
1: return. That's right. But you've got to embrace. You've got to be able to embrace that wound. You've got to be able to embrace it, not fear it, not shy away from it, not not completely turn right. That's oftentimes the villain stories, you know, in these in in these kind of stories. it's those they face a very similar type wound, but they turned away. They use that to fuel their anger and now, their right, right, and it's a it's a whole different. So everybody, you know, the the both sides. A lot of times, you'll see these these uh, parallels between the hero, between the villain, and the villain took that wound and went this way, and and the hero took it and went this way, and you see that play out with people in their households, you know, say, oh my gosh, these two kids raised by the same parents and had the same sort of trauma or whatever that looked like. And one went this way and one went that way. And it's that decision to embrace that wound and go, you know, come, come out the other
2: end for that. I love yeah, that. I mean, the dividing line, right? The hero, the yeah. hero finds a way to turn oh. pain and to use it to, to add value to yes, society. totally. Totally, the, the, the villain uses it to further their own interests, Their own agenda, right. totally. their, own, their own their own narcissism, man, their own aggrandizement, right, as opposed to to, to, to finding a way to to bring it into a, a role of service. That's so good, so good, and I and I don't think
1: there's a better segue into that first question too, because as I'm as I'm thinking about it, you know, you mentioned Neo, um, Neo had Morpheus, right? Morpheus was the one who came to him and said, look. I can only open the door, right? I'm going to open the door. You're the one that's got to walk through, right? He said, you're the one that's got to take those steps. So he's got Morpheus who's showing him the way and inviting him to walk through that door. You know, again, I don't know a ton about the superheroes, but I do know that there's a big group of them. They've got Professor Xavier, right? Mm -hmm. Professor X, who is opening the door saying, no, look, you have got this gift. Um, I'm going to open the door for you. It's going to be your choice on what to do. So for you, having that trauma coming out and obviously doing so much good in the world with what you're doing now, who are, who, who was your Morpheus, Who is your professor acts like, who are the one to three, you know, kind of mentors that you either looked up to then maybe still do now who inspires you?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a number of, of people that have, have come in my life. I mean, when I was a young man, there was a therapist who I worked with. Yeah. Um, Uh, I'm just not going to name him just, just for privacy, but, but, you know, that there was a man who I worked with, uh, you know, just exactly at the time that I needed an older man to come in my life. Yep. Um, you know, he was an interesting guy. I mean, he was a therapist, but he had all, he was also, he was an ordained minister and a, an initiated Blackfoot medicine man. Oh, wow. Um, quite a combo. Yeah. It's pretty, 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 (laughs) um, yeah. Um, And I just met him at a time when, when I desperately, as a young man who needed, just needed some grounding and needed mm-hmm. guidance of an of an older male, which I think you know, I think most young men need. Agreed. Uh, a mentor, yep. a guy, a Morpheus. <clears throat> I mean, I think in some ways he was the most significant one who really. You know, what I got from from him was, and it, it's probably the most, one of the most valuable things I think you, that a young man can get, especially given some of my background and just, you know, just the issues that I had growing up, and I don't mean to yeah. dramatize it in some no, I don't know. woe is me kind of way, but just with with my insecurities, the the, the work that I did with him, it, it it got me to a place where like, I I knew I am okay. It went from, from
1: yeah.
2: not feeling good about myself to like, yeah. I'm fundamentally okay. Yep. Which that tr- that shift in in my life was yeah. probably it's, it's probably the best gift I've ever received. Really, was yeah. someone giving me the time and the attention, and and just help me heal that piece. That's just yeah. I am I am fundamentally okay as, as as I am, and you know that that, that more than anything is probably just. It's been a gift in my life, you know, know, and then I can (laughs) go and go to other young men, that same thing, that no matter what judgments you have against yourself, no matter what aspects of yourself you don't like, no matter how you struggle, no matter how much, you know, no matter what's going on, no matter what problems you're facing, no matter what your self concept is, you're okay. You're okay. Just, just, Just for being who you are, just by virtue of being, alive and being you you're okay and being able to come to that place of acceptance and love of yourself is is really um and yeah that was really what i got from 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 this this man it was it it really was a blessing everybody needs that in their life too and that's one of you know one
1: of the things that i figured out early on you know in education working with kids and i went from working in um you know some very gang infested Mm-hmm. areas of the country and, and kids that are dealing with some things that no, no child should have to see or deal with or hear or, right. I mean, that's, that's some of the trauma they're dealing with. I went from those areas to some areas of the country that everybody looks at and goes, Oh, this is Disneyland, you know? Right. And what you see is that it all boils down to the same stuff. It's mm-hmm. got a different face to it but it's the same stuff and every one of those kids whether they were in gangland or disneyland that's what they wanted to hear they wanted to hear hey fundamentally speaking you're okay yeah. you're good, not you're, you know you're okay you're doing fine yeah, you're, a good problem. you're not alone everybody's figuring this out together and yeah. and i see you and i respect you and i love you and i care about you and when they hear that that's where, you know, I'm not saying that fixes everything you and I both know that's not the case, but it starts to, to get to that point where you can start to have peace. You can start to, you, you can't have self-confidence unless you have that peace there that I'm okay. You know, it's the foundation for that. Uh, yeah. And I and think can that's can powerful. Life, then. And you
2: can live your life. You can go have right. relationships. Right. You know? right. That's exactly it. Family. You can be married and have a family. You know, I don't right. think I've done that right to that you know, right right in
1: a healthy way anyhow. it wouldn't have been in a good way right that's exactly right i love that so it is the foundation of self-confidence and that's actually the second question that that we got um from our group is you know self-confidence self-confidence we talk about self-confidence um is that something that can be developed and so the the particular question they have is what is either a habit that you've adopted or some habits maybe you're, you're working on to maintain or increase your personal self-confidence? Mm-hmm. What are some habits you have around that?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm gonna share a couple things. things. Yeah. And in some ways, it's like, it's like the flip sides of a coin. Yeah. One is an extension of what we talked about already, which for me is about not hiding from my own feelings of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Just accepting them, being, yep. able, being able to recognize when I'm feeling scared, or nervous or when I'm lacking self-confidence and not right. running from it, not averting my gaze, not shying away from it, just sitting there, you know, whether it's closing my eyes or not or whatever, or breathing, just this, I'm feeling this right now. This is reality and it's okay. And it's okay.
1: Just accepting that and just going, look, this is a season. right Open. now. Yep. Not,
2: yeah. Just, this is, it's okay. Like yep. this is crappy and it's okay like yep. I, it's just it, it's part of of humanity it's just in part of life experiences feeling vulnerability yep. i think the key with that is not getting stuck in that right not reveling in it not building your self identity around it right but i think if you ignore it or deny it or try to just muscle up or act just you know breathe deep, go be a warrior, which is which is which is part of it, but if you if you can't accept the fundamental frailty that you experience as a human, yeah, I, I, I think you're sure changing yourself,
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's it. And so reveling in it, I think you're right, you know, it's saying, look, this is okay, I'm accepting it, but I'm also not going to revel in it. Right, and that goes and actually just falls right in line with that third their third question because their third or uh, the next question is is all around uh, their fourth question I guess is all around mental health and not staying in that state of anxiety right and not staying in that um, you know in that funky state so how do you not revel in it how do you get out once you recognize it and you accept it what do yeah. you do to pull yourself out
2: take action I love it move out into the world yeah go do Go do something. Breathe. Yeah. Breathe. Yep. <clears throat> do. If it doesn't feel great, doesn't matter. Do it. Yeah. Yep. You you get confidence by doing, doing taking actions in the world. Yes. If you want to be, if you have muscles, you got to do pushups. Right. You got to go do stuff right. to build muscles. And the more you go in, talk to somebody you're uncomfortable talking to, or speak in front of a group, or facilitate a meeting, or... Do a martial art. Yes. You know, I, I yep. practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and what I love about it is it's just, it's it's so freaking humbling. Yeah, for sure. There's always someone who's going to beat you. There's always sure. someone who's, who's, who's more, <clears throat> and that's part of the beauty of it, but it's still, you go out there and obviously, yes. but there's, you know, the, the sparring. Absolutely. Punching and kicking is a, is a fundamental part of it. So it's, it is intrinsic in the training. Yeah. So you're always putting yeah. yourself on the front line in that place where sometimes you're gonna win, sometimes you're gonna lose. Yep. And sometimes you're gonna lose. And it's gonna to be to a
1: fifteen year old that you as a grown man are saying, right? Or it's gonna be maybe I you're got a teenager last oh, weekend. It was hey. awful. Dude, I'm speaking out of experience here, right? Or it's gonna happen where you're or maybe you are the 15-year-old and but now it's a 15-year-old girl who is who is putting you through the ringer, you know, whatever that is. No, and I love you know, I preach martial arts to every single I learned so much about myself stepping in the ring, competing as a kickboxer, stepping into the ring, competing in mixed martial arts, stepping. Mm -hmm. You learn so much about yourself, and you're right, it's that humility aspect. So good.
2: Yeah. I mean to me, like so that's a metaphor, right? It's like it's like taking action. Going into the world, you know, we will we, we'll see if we have time for it in our talk, but Man. we get to some like archetypes, you know, and we kind of, we've kind of skirted around and we can talk yeah. about the warrior. Yeah. Like, like the psychological aspect of, of warriorship, yeah. and what that really means it's extremely important to young men. I actually think it's important to young women too in modern times, mm-hmm. but, but, but that's, so that's the other piece of it, right? So for me, like, just to kind of recap, it's the vulnerability, not shying away from it, not hiding from it, accepting it, yep. healing it. And then being like, okay, like loving yourself, loving that aspect of yourself, not fighting it, and then moving into the world and taking action and doing things. Yes. Uh, Even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's uncomfortable, because the second time you do it, you feel less uncomfortable. And the fifth time you do it, you don't feel comfortable. Before you know it, you're you're good at public speaking. And then all of a sudden you start to like it. Yeah, that's what...
1: And I tell people that all the time. They're like, Oh my gosh, you must have loved public speaking your entire life, right? You get paid to go on the stage and there's thousands of people there. And you get to share this message. <clears throat> I wish that was my DNA. And I go, No, 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 no. I was deathly afraid of it. Terrified.
2: Terrified.
1: You absolutely you're, terrified. Like,
2: I remember this moment when I was about to go like in front of like it's an early talking game. And it was not even like on a stage. It was just yes, it, posted it, yeah. in their living room and invited like yeah, yeah, yeah. people over. I remember being like I just, I want to be anywhere but here right now. I want to yes. just hide and watch TV. Yes. 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 Why, why am I putting myself, but that's also, that's also a real gift of a moment to be that vulnerable. Oh, then so you walk good. It, and then you walk through it.
1: Bingo. And that changes everything. Because then you realize, you know, all it was was, it was the made up stuff that I had in my head. The first time I was going to walk out and fight another human being. Physically speaking, in front of a ton of people, my own family included, same thing. I'm hearing the music start and I'm going, whoopsie, whoopsie, like a huge mistake. What are you doing? And then you come out the other side of that and you go, oh my gosh, I just learned more about myself in that seven minutes than I had learned in the previous seven years. And guess what? Now I want to go do it again because right. I want to, I want to, I want to learn more
2: right. I want to learn more and it right. comes on the other side of action. Yeah. So an interesting thing too, like if you think about fear, if you really follow fear down, yeah. to like it's root, it's tip, yeah. really what you, what we're afraid of is we're afraid of dying. Right. At the most, at the most basic sense of it. Yes. Like, like if you follow every fear, down, I'm afraid to go talk. Yeah. Well, what will happen if I go and talk to people, yeah. people laugh at me. Well, what happens if people will laugh at me? Then I'll feel like I'm a piece of I'm a piece of garbage. Well, if I yeah. feel like a piece of garbage, if you follow it all the way down, yeah. just keep yeah. asking that question. Well, what would yeah, happen right. if that happened? Yeah. You ultimately get to like the root of it, where they yep. all is, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid I'll die. Yep. I'm afraid I won't exist anymore. Yep. Right? Like that's the root of it. I'm afraid uh-huh. I'll be ostracized by society. I'll be excommunicated. So the root of it is, is I will be, I will I will be, I will be isolated. I will be alone. I will be dead. Like that yep. is the all fears. Now you're putting yourself in an MMA situation, which I get, I get technically you, that's a, there's a real physical risk there. But sure. Most of the fears that most <clears throat> of us deal with on a day to day basis, right? There is no threat of, there's no mortal threat. Bingo. So Bingo. you realize that the thing that you're really fearing, it, it's actually illogical.
1: Yep. It's not even really there. It's
2: not going to kill you. Going yeah. and talking to someone who's who you're uncomfortable talking to, whether it's a boy or a girl or an adult or whomever. Yep. Right. Or or speaking in front of a group or wh- whatever the thing is, whatever that threshold is you're bumping up against, where you're afraid to go to, through it. It's not going to kill you. Yep. That's exactly so right. A sense of courage to just be willing to fail. Even.
1: Yeah.
2: We'll go we'll be willing to screw it up and.
1: Yes. Yes. We become our own. It's so fascinating, man, because we we always look to an external, you know, an external danger, an external. This person said that we become our own worst enemies because we just build up all of these things in our own mind that prevent us from ever taking anything on. And if we really, like you said, go back to the nothing, nothing would have actually happened. Yep. We created the whole scenario. It's crazy. Created the whole scenario.
2: My wife, uh, yeah, so good. My wife talks to; she does coaching with women. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the start of it is around. Uh, she wrote a book called "The Joy of Later Motherhood" because we okay. had a child when we were both in our forties. Yeah, um, and it's turned into just w- w- helping women overcome obstacles later in right. life, doing right. things they didn't think they could do. And she has this thing, and it, it's it's a little bit different than what we're talking about, but it's you get the metaphor. She talks about ageism. In society but she says really the biggest ageism is an inside job yep right it's, it's those things we tell ourselves we can't do yep. because we're a certain age and i think that applies to to all of us you know this like inside <clears throat> hit job we do on ourselves around what's possible and what's not possible and sadly people people buy that story and they'll stay stuck for for a whole life
1: for sure
2: for sure it's that inside or job? That. burn
1: a decade of their
2: life just
1: <laughs> in a holding pattern because they're in a holding pattern and look back and go, wait a second. I just lived the same year over and over again for the last 10 years. Yeah. Exact. And it's all because of that inside hit job. Yeah. So good. So yeah. you mentioned, uh, Brazilian jitsu and I, and I, I love that obviously being a lifelong martial artist. I think that's great. And you know, one of the, interestingly enough, one of the things that, um, I, I think culturally, we've done a really, really bad job with over the past decade, especially is getting kids. We have more and more options now, uh, and adults are taking to this of places to stay physically active. You got all these Spartan races that are coming up. You got all these, you, have so, you know, you have the CrossFit community groups. You've got, you know, martial arts has been, has been put into the spotlight probably better than it ever has. You have so many different outlets and options, and we've done a decent job of saying, hey, adults, let's go. But it's almost like we've forgotten the, the kids. You know, we've kind of taken that for granted. So I'm seeing less kids be the healthiest version of themselves. So, what does that physical aspect look like for you? As you know, I noticed jujitsu. Was it always martial arts growing up? Did you have other outlets? What kind of things did you take on?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been kind of a, I've dabbled in martial arts on and sure. off my life. Yeah. You know, more seriously in the last like five or six years. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for, well, I'll just say this. For me, being physically active has always been a huge priority. Yeah. I was a competitive swimmer <laughs> in high school and played nice. a lot of polo. Yep. Um and, and I was I mean, I was okay. I was not a championship swimmer or anything like that. Yeah. I was but you were active. <clears throat> yeah, but I and I think there's a couple things. One is that Just the sheer discipline. I grew up in Chicago. So the sheer discipline of having to be in the pool in the dead of winter. Yes. In in, in the Arctic temperatures of Chicago. Right. AM on school days, I think just kind of hardwired my brain to be to be physically active. Right. And and it's just it's just it's somehow stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And but but my my approach to it has always been like my whole thing is A, I want to do it over the long haul. Yep and B, and I've not always done this well, the second part is I want to avoid injuries. Yes. You know, yeah. what yeah. I've seen, like, and, and, I'm, and I'm not in any way ragging on CrossFit. I, I don't do it. Sure. Um, I'm sure for a lot of people it's great. Sure. My, my only critique would be for some people, what I've seen a lot, some people do, is they'll go do CrossFit for six months, right? lose a bunch of weight, get really jacked and burn out, and then they do nothing for the next six months. Sure, sure. And then it, gain thirty pounds back. Right.
1: They start doing the classic yo-yo <laughs> kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, okay. and, yep. and 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 I just have always felt that like the, the 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 smart thing, and this is what's worked for me, is to just find the thing that I can do consistently for right. the, long, the long tail. Yeah, yeah. We're, so like I, I, you know, I exercise on average four days a week. Probably yeah. some yep. weeks if I'm I got a heavy travel schedule, whatever. It's two or three. Right. Days if I'm just chilling and it's summertime and yeah. we're on vacation, I'm going for a run every day. Right. Um, but just just being active, not overstraining my body. Yeah. You know, mixture of stretching and strength training and cardio. Yeah. And just being healthy. There's that. uh You know, Andrew Weil, the, uh, the 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 natural medicine guy. He's got sort of a long beard. Mm, not not you, by you name. You saw pictures. <clears> okay. He's okay. an MD, but he's a natural, he's okay. all about natural medicine. Yeah. Um, and he's written tons of books and he's got all kinds of stuff. But anyway, he, he, I remember reading something, one of his books years ago, where he basically said, exercise is great, but if you want optimal health, you can get optimal health by walking briskly. Yeah. About 30 to 45 minutes a day and some light stretching. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's really interesting. Because like, again, like I, I'm not in any way against CrossFit. I like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these intense things, but like, if you want your opt, if what you're after is optimal health, yeah, yeah. All you really need to do is walk. Is is walk, no excuse for Like Put yeah. a pair of shoes on and get out the door and, and just do it, right? right? Put a podcast on, put an audio book on, listen yeah. to nature, talk with a friend, yeah. but just like do it. Don't make yeah. excuses. Put your shoes on and go. Yeah, you know. And I think sometimes we confuse being fit with having six pack abs. And yeah, right,
1: eating. right. I agree. No, it's so it's so funny you say that because you're talking about you know we're building a long tail is a long tail game. We're building a human being. It's a long tail game. You want to stay. In. And I'm definitely fell into that. Like when I was in my twenties, I wanted to set records when I was in the 30, you know, my thirties, I still wanted to prove I could do it. Now I'm 40. I want to stay uninjured. I want to be mobile. I yeah. want to just, I want to feel good, you know, and obviously there's an element of the dietary aspect of eating real stuff. You can't walk and stretch and then just eat Skittles all day and you're going to feel your best. Right. But that's absolutely it. And it was um, a gentleman by the name of Steve Maxwell. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him at all, but so Steve's been in the fitness industry. This guy's been a, a legend for, gosh, he's been in there 40, 50 years, right? And he's coaching people around the world. And you look at this guy and he's, I think he's in his mid-60s and he's just, he's in amazing physical health. And he's, he told me the exact same stuff. He's like, look, it's about mobility, having the, you know, to be able to move your own body weight, to be able to get up in the morning, you feel good. You're not, super tight you're not it's not about setting records there's a price to pay for that mm-hmm. there's a price to pay for wanting to set the records. you're shortening something you're sacrificing something you want to play the long tail game and it makes sense in every other aspect of our life i don't go home and love my wife for six really hard months and just love her to death and right. then take the next six off because I just went too hard right a great there. Guy, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was it. And it's, I don't work really hard at running actin for six months. And then I'm going to take the other six months off and just be like, eh, kids, you know, whatever. I'll see you guys again next year. You know, we don't do that in any other aspect of our life. You want to play that long tail game. I think that's such an important message, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just want to be doing, I want to be, I want to be staying healthy and fit when I'm 75. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. And
1: if totally. I need to leave the pool, then I'll get back in the pool, you know, like totally. Yeah. Totally. I love that, man. I love that. That's my um,
2: hope. Yes. It's critically important. Yeah. Just uh, balance, be balanced about it.
1: Yeah, figure out what that is. It's going to be able to make you play that long tail game. I love that. So the the questions kind of shift at this point. So you know, we were talking a lot about uh, connecting with education, and and um, you know, prior to to jumping on this, and we figured out we've got <clears throat> a very similar philosophy, and um, you know, taking a look at going look, you can you can get the basics of the the reading, basic writing, math. You know, there's a there's a kind of a baseline that we want to make sure we have. After that, you know, I love the word you used. You said it's about fascination at that point, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's what's going to drive you to keep, kind of keep going. So talking about school, one of the things that uh, – the, the pushback I hear a lot culturally speaking is, look, we don't teach our kids how to operate a budget. We don't teach them how to do their taxes. We don't teach them how to – nothing around the finances kind of side. So from your perspective too, if you've got these listeners right now, 13 to 22 or maybe your own kids – how about some financial advice for somebody who's in that age bracket right now? What is some financial advice you would give them? They might not be hearing this at school, um, but as something like, look, 13 year old, 14 year old, think about this.
2: What would you say to that? Yeah. I mean, I think I would say money is important <clears> throat> and throat> it's not happiness. It's yes. not, not going to bring you right happiness. now. Right having money is better than not having money, right? You know, it's a tool to do things with and, uh, and to, you know, go have it, be able to have experiences, be able to provide for others, to be able to be generous with others. Like there's a lot of really good things that can come about with money. So I think it's important to, to not prioritize money, but to, but uh, to, to take it seriously. Yeah. And, and uh, I think you have to prioritize what role you want money to have in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some people who just they don't they, they really don't have material wants. They're fine living in, in a humble living situation yeah. They're you know go live in a cabin in the woods or whatever. And that's totally fine. I think that's right. a totally reasonable aspiration. Um, but if you want to, you know have a family and you want to have a home and you want to be able to travel and do things, just all those things require money, and so yeah. I just, for me, it's just about having a sober sense about that. Yeah, yeah. It's a practical thing of life, and you got to find a way to make money. And yep. There's nothing wrong with making money, right? Um, be practical about it, but also don't confuse it. That just having a bunch of money, like I don't, you know, like I I don't really when I see people driving around in the Lamborghinis and yep. selling. But it's trying to like this is the brand is all about success and all right. that. I, mean, I right. think it, I, I I don't know. I think it's a bit of a false bill of
1: goods. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I mean, happy. I love the way you put that too. It's it's a putting in perspective, right? <clears throat> it's a tool. If you look at it as a tool, it literally is this abstract thing, and <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with having the tool. But also, I'm not going to pretend this tool is responsible for my happiness. In fact, it has nothing to do with it. Right it has zero to do with it so you're putting in that in perspective the roi is always it's it's things like happiness it's the relationships it's you know the val- it's those kind of values so that's always the roi so if you can use this tool to help better Those things, which, by the way, uses in a selfish endeavor, right, that's the villainous aspect, the hero aspect goes, okay, how can I take this tool and bless other people? How can I take this tool and provide for the people that I love most? How do I take that tool and do all those good things that a hero does? You keep it in that perspective, well, then it's not the, you know, people like to misquote and they say, well, it's, you know, the, the, uh, you know, money is the root of all evil. No, no, the quote is the love of money if you're attaching your identity or attaching your happiness to that, <clears throat> that's where you get going to trouble. But yeah. I love what you're saying, putting in that perspective.
2: Yeah. It's just not going to work for you. You know, I, yeah. I, I want to have money and I work hard and yep. aspire to have more money. Yep. You know, again, though, for me, the driver is that I want to raise my son. Well, right. I want to feed him high quality food. I want right. to be able to take him on cool trips just to expose him to things. You right. Know? Right. Um, so that's the aspiration is I love that it facilitates living in the world in a certain way where I can embody the values that I have yes. and take care of my family. Yeah. So, you know, again, I just think that, and if somebody just really is fascinated by having a, a, a really high end sports car, then again, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Sure. Of course. Don't confuse, you know, that somehow getting this $200,000 car is somehow going to be a symbol of you. You've made it and you finally got it. Right. And it's going to fulfill something in there at some point it's going to let you down right that's exactly it. at some point it's
1: not going to be the thing
2: the location of your happiness outside of yourself at some point it's going to let you
1: down bingo yeah beautiful way to put it beautiful way to put it um so you're talking about values in your son and so one of the values that that we have you know and i've got i've got three how many kids do you have just one you got one okay you got your boy um and i've got three kids and one of the one of the values that we talk about, and it's one of the uh, one of the the values that's on our wall, is is to be the hardest worker in the room and, and work ethic, and to strive to put in, you know, and I don't do it in the, uh, you know, I don't want it to be an unhealthy kind of just grind, obviously, but work ethic is work ethic is important, um, and if there's a place that you want to get to, um, your actions need to match, you know, what that is. So, um, and and that's one thing that I get from CEOs from presidents over and over again it's like hey and I think part of it's a generational thing I think the older generation has always gone hey we don't see the work ethic in these kids these days you know I mean I think that's part of it but it's important and and I do think we start to see a dip in it sometimes so if you've got a young person coming to work for you Mm -hmm. they're coming to work for Joshua Wayne what does that look like for you what specifically like what characteristics are you looking for from them to show they've got the kind of work ethic you are looking for
2: i think for me it's about reliability and mm-hmm. when i say reliability meaning you do what you say you're going to do i love that if i give you a job yep. it's it's on me to be as explicit as i can be yeah about what i'm expecting of you right I want a, I want A, B, C, and D are like what I'm expecting to have happen. Yep. I want you to ask as many questions as you need. To, to get clarity on that. Yep. Yeah, and and you can ask questions now. You can ask questions later as they sure. come up. I value that. I want you. I want you to be thinking about things yep. and ask questions. But once we're clear that this is what I'm expecting, and I know you understand it, I don't yep. want I don't have to second guess and wonder if you're doing it. Right. For me, it's, it's reliability. Another way to say it, it's about integrity. I yep. mean, you say you're going to do this thing, you do it. Yep. That's what I'm looking for, yep. you know? And, yep. and that's, how I want, that's how who I want to be in the world and how I want to show up as well. Like that for me is just, a, is a really core value that like if I'm in a relationship with you business or personal or whatever, mm-hmm. and I tell mm-hmm. you I'm going to do something, I don't, I, I do not want you you know, Matt, for example, saying, "Did Josh get that thing done?" Yep. Did Josh do it. Yep. I want you to to, to know of me that I, that it's done. If yep. if, if we agree to it, it doesn't mean you can never make a mistake. Of or course, mistake, right? Like again, of course, we're not talking about the occasional error. Yep. We're talking about intention, in in, in reliability. Yeah, so good <laughs> about me that you we agreed I'm going to do something. You don't even never. You don't even have a doubt in your mind that Joshua got it done. So that's so what good. I'm looking for in, in young people. So and good. I want to teach Your what like, your word is your bond. Yep. Yep. That's its old fashioned. But it, it
1: makes sense. It's human nature because you said yeah. the word relationship, right? You're working for somebody. You're developing a relationship <clears throat> with that individual.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and that's what you're looking for in a relationship with a significant other, in a relationship with your parent, with your child, with, you know, with your best friend, whatever it is you want to know when they tell you something, you can believe it and yeah. vice versa you yeah. know and that's exactly what you're looking for it's the same thing i love that
2: i read this book um it's called the diamond cutter Have you ever heard of the diamond cutter the diamond cutter that does sound familiar it's interesting it's, it's I so i it, read it though it's a it's a, it's actually a, a book of of taking buddhist values and buddhist okay. philosophy and applying it to business okay but this guy um he went he was he was actually a buddhist monk who put on a suit, so he wasn't, it wasn't that he was a monk and he went to work in the diamond trade. Okay. And he was able to do this by his master to go apply the, the set of values in that world to see what would happen. Yeah. But anyway, in, in the process of doing that, it's a very interesting book and interesting story and, and some really good takeaways in it, but he talks about how the, the the diamond industry has worked for, for generations and generations. And he's talking primarily about the diamond industry in New York City that's primarily operated by Hasidic Jews. Okay. And he talks about how, for literally for generations, almost all deals happened without contract. It was all based <laughs> mm-hmm. on a handshake on this mm-hmm. principle called Mazel, which I think is like health, right? Yep. Um, but the whole idea is that like, if if you violated it once yep business was done done so because everybody talked to each other and so that word your word is your bond things being done on a handshake if you both sort of like mm-hmm. if you both agreed to it and made the commitment it it was it's more it's more sacred and more sacrosanct than any contract you could deliver because in that world oh, if I love that. Said it it's done i love it and if you screwed up once, if you screwed up yep. over once, it's the yep. last time you are going to do it because you'll so, be yeah. out of business. Cause word will travel around the world three times. You can't trust you this guy.
1: So good. I and love that. Yeah. I love that, man. And so <clears throat> one of my, one of my dear friends who's uh, absolutely a mentor to me <clears throat> and, and has been a, um, a phenomenal partner in what we're doing here with Acton. You know, one of the things he talked about and he's, he's privately owned his business for 40 plus years. And, uh, you know, he said, look, a contract is just, it's simply a meeting of the minds. That's all it is. Lawyers have, you know, he always says lawyers have mucked this all up. and We have these multi. Right. It should just be able to be, you and I agree on a concept. We're going to shake hands right now. And with this shaking of the hands, we have had a meeting of the mind. I know I can trust you. You know, you can trust me and we are going to move forward. And he has built his entire organization. There's no hierarchical structure. It's a flat organization. This is a you know close to a billion-dollar-a-year organization. Wow. And they operate on covenants and contracts between workers that are essentially just a handshake saying, Hey, Josh, you're going to do this. Hey, Matt, you're going to do this. Cool. I'm going to hold you accountable. You hold me accountable. We don't need a boss. The mission is the boss. Our word is the boss. Our word is the bond. And, yeah. and they've got to be able to trust each other. now. And because of that, they've been wildly successful. Because of that, they don't have… A lot of turnover, you know, and so that's, and that's what drew him initially to liking Acton because we're, we're telling these kids, look, <clears throat> you're signing this contract to behavior. You hold that contract with, right. Hey, yeah, you're six. That's great. So is he, he's six and you guys hold each other accountable because your word is your bond, right? you know, and, and that's how we operate. And I, I love that. I wish, you know, it's something that we have definitely, and I don't know where we lost it, but I think we have lost that as a culture in general not even in a specific industry just as a culture in general you know we become so litigious and you've got all these other things that are but it's that word is my bond um it's so valuable man
2: yeah so you know and it's it's in those sort of organizations too you the the people who are not the right fit for it will will find their way out one way or the other for sure right for sure If, if that system is working it will, it will find a way to, to yeah. uh, discharge the people that aren't, you know, yep. with, with, with that, those yep. ethos. Yep,
1: that's exactly it. And the paradox, people worry about that from an organizational standpoint. I think they worry about losing people if you're, in a, and if you're in, especially in a startup mentality when numbers matter and, you know, all that people worry and companies worry about losing those people. But the paradox is um, you lose those people. The more you do that, the more the right people actually will show up. <clears throat> You know, I mean, very much so. I love that. So number seven here, uh, Jocko Willink. I'm sure you're, uh, you're familiar with him and uh, quite a leader. And, and uh, you know, one of the things he says is discipline equals freedom. So yeah. for you, what is something that you have to um, either continuously develop or you're working on developing discipline around? And that's something you have to be disciplined around, even though maybe you don't love it, but it's something that you got to do anyways.
2: Yeah, I mean the one mm. I'm probably struggling with the most is sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like, you know, like I've been someone who's who meditates and I know how to meditate and I know how to quiet my mind. Yeah. And, and again, it's a great it's yeah. like you know, it saved my butt in a lot of occasions, you know, to really just be able to kind of like calm myself down. Yep. But it's funny and I and, and I'm sort of making it an, an excuse in a sense, but there's so much information around us all the time right now. Yeah, you know, with like podcasts and right. content and books and audiobooks and Netflix and I mean, there's just yeah, it's in this age where there's such a, a, a it's just just it's just like a tidal wave of of, of information, and, and the learner in me. Is interested and eager and I want, I want to, I, I want to yeah. learn for, you know, if it's a really good show, I want to, I want to watch. I'm not saying it's all, you know, yeah. so yeah, of course. It's like, I want to, I really want to see this show. It's interesting. There's such great creativity that I want to absorb that I can just fall into a pitfall, just not sleeping enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and, and so that's, that's hard. Like I, I know I operate best when I get seven yeah. to eight hours a yeah. night, you know,
1: but sometimes it's hard. <laughs> it's, it is. It is. It's a hard thing, especially for people that are that are go getters. You know, it's it's a hard thing to to prioritize that and
2: okay. uh, well, just unplugging and just unplugging in general. Totally. And I'll prioritize yeah. exercise over sleep. I mean, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Yep. Yep. So, which is sometimes good and is sometimes not good. Sometimes the thing that's just best is just unplugging and really just let my brain unwind. Yeah. So good. And I and I've even figured out that.
1: I know with my own brain too, I, even when I'm unplugged altogether, I got nothing else going on. I lay down and in my own head, I'm still going through so many of the things that I'm replaying conversations or I'm preparing for the next day and something that I know I've got to take on and, and I'll still wrap myself up in taking all of that. So I've even had to kind of take a look at what is it that I can focus on? You know, it's the, the counting sheep thing. What is it that I can focus on that will still allow me to play this cause my brain's not going to stop right now, but what can I focus on that will allow me to ultimately fall asleep? You know, and I've had to figure out what that is too because I, I'm with you and that like I've had to prioritize sleep. Um, I I've seen the difference, um, you know, not just health, but just in my cognitive ability, my ability to have a conversation, to think through, make good decisions, you know, well, it's, it's yeah. it, as a, Oh my gosh, as a parent, you know, absolutely as a spouse.
2: It is up. We finally gotten him, you know, to stay in bed at six thirty in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How how old is he? He's just he's almost six. That's awesome. That's he's awesome. Just, he's, like, he's a rabble rouser, man. He yeah, just totally. To five five thirty, and it's just I like get it. ready, ready to roll. Yeah.
1: I like all in. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so much fun. No, I think
2: that's great. He comes in and he crawls in, in the bed in the morning and he's like, come on, daddy, come on. Yeah. I want to be ready. I want to be, you know, I want to be on. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that that's my challenge. That's, that's the discipline. That's awesome. That so question number eight
1: is my, my very favorite question on the entire list. So it is the piece of advice or common knowledge thing that everybody knows so everybody knows this in culture or everybody knows this in you know the speaking world or everybody knows this and you're going yeah cool everybody knows that but that's not i I don't agree uh you know culture speaking everybody knows this is correct i actually don't agree i actually think that's not right Uh, do you have anything for you that stands out like that Then I'll I'll give you an example, too, of kind of one of the things that you and I were talking about even before we got started was this concept of what? Of course, everybody's got to go to college. You got to go to college to be successful. Of course, that's been something, culturally speaking, we all are putting that out there. Everybody's got to go to college to be successful, and I fully disagree. I actually think it's the opposite. I think most people probably don't need to, Um, and that it's great if you want to. It's great if it makes sense. Um, It's great if there's a purpose, um, but you know, so it's something along the lines of that.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a simple one, but, but I'll throw it out there. And I think this is like, you know, this is maybe like sort of being married for, for, uh, uh, you know, going on 12, 12 years. So yeah. it's, there's a, there's this thing. And I remember my dad saying it to me like early on in my marriage, like never go to bed angry. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you have a fight with your wife or you have a disagreement, yeah. like, work it out don't go to bed bed angry and yeah. i have found that not good advice yes yeah i like that What you need to do is just go to bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you get some sleep and you reset your 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 body and your brain the next morning yeah. that you were whatever you were you were badhead mm-hmm. just not such a big deal and it's like oh i'm sorry i was being i was being kind of an idiot i love and the you. and the conversation can be more
1: productive if it needs to be i think that's really good man i've never i have never heard that and i i fully as somebody who's also going on being when did you get married we got married october of
2: 2008 yeah july 2008
1: july 2008 so yeah so same same so um i definitely can see that where it's like we have definitely had nights where we've gone to bed less than thrilled with one another but the more we've tried to like you know, like, oh, we're gonna barrel through this tonight, man. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't a productive outcome necessarily. Yeah. It would have been better just get some flipping rest and come back tomorrow.
2: 100%. I love that. I love you know, that. I think, yeah, that that that's the one that I'll that I'll go with. Is like that's good. Just go to sleep. Yeah, just go to bed. <laughs> just start start over
1: tomorrow. I love that, and I think that's really good. I think that's and really
2: applies, good. I mean, it certainly applies to relationships, like I said, but was just a lot of things. Sometimes it's like yeah. stop. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. On your life, your whatever's going on, just yeah. get some rest. Your 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 body and brain need some time to reset.
1: So. Yeah, that's really good. So you're talking about to get the the discipline around, <clears throat> um, you know, getting getting more sleep this question it doesn't necessarily pertain to something you got to be disciplined around but what is just something in general you know the the teens and this is a lot we get this a lot from uh, the 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 teenage students here who'll say look you bring in all these entrepreneurs and all these people who have these different walks of lives and it just seems like they've got it all figured out man they're so good at everything they're so dialed in you know they're so there's nothing they're not good at and i'm the first one to say look the chances are they're reveling and working in the things that they are really good at. And because of that, there are a billion things that they are not good at. So I always want to highlight that. So what's for you? What's just something that you're like, man, I am just not good at this. I suck at this.
2: Uh, I mean, the one that comes to mind first is is social media. Oh yeah. 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 Like I'm just an introvert. Yeah. No, I know that this is the world we live in and I know that it would behoove me more to post more and and do that sort of stuff and like I really love having a conversation with you like this so it's not like I can't sure have conversations in in in, in post content but just like there's just just, it is not an instinct of mine to be like hey I got this thought I got this idea I'm going to Talk- put it out there. Hey world, check it. Yeah. Do that, and it would behoove me more to do that, but I don't do that. Yeah, um, that's that's like my main thing. Yeah, is it? another one that just it's a little more vulnerable and a little more real. That I'll just sort of throw out there also is putting others before myself. Interesting. I don't know that I full out suck at it, but I know yeah. I could. Like, yeah. I walk in the house and I'm tired. Yeah. In thinking, like what, what do I need? What do I want? Rather than saying, "Hey, how's my wife doing?" Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And if you know, and I and I like that you put that out there, man, because I think it <clears throat> goes back to that human nature stuff, and I think we're all think we all walk through moments of that. I think some, you know, I think everybody goes through that. <clears throat> Every hero goes through that, um, and it's the conscious decision to recognize it. Go, okay, that's where I'm at right now. And, and then come back to it. But I do want to get better at that. You know, mm-hmm. it's that conscious realization of that. So I love that you put that out there. Uh,
2: less less self absorbed at times. Yeah, for sure. For, for and people, I think I, I can, their, their their needs uh, ahead of my own. Of course. No, mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think we
1: all fall into that category, man. So I love that you said it. I think one of the things you said too is just interesting because I have found this a ton. So you, like me, can get paid to speak in front of people and to provide value and and share a message and to communicate in a way that is impactful that people can take something away and change their life i have found so many speakers who say exactly what you said i'm an introvert
2: Mm, and almost
1: nobody believes that's the case some of the greatest orators that i know who make a lot i mean who are just some of the best and i look up to them as individuals and go man i'm trying to take a piece of of that for my own um you know ability and i'm just looking at them and go, man they're the first ones to step off that stage they've got everybody in the go okay i gotta take some time because i am such an introvert i just think that's interesting have you found that a lot with other speakers yeah,
2: uh, yeah a lot yeah. yeah interesting yeah yeah so, so some are extroverts i suppose sure but yeah yeah, I mean, I'm a very functional introvert, you know. Like yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I truly, I truly do, and I like speaking, and I love having conversations like totally. this, you know. But I think like the, the the dividing line is like my wife, for example, like to recharge her ba- to, to to fill her battery up to 100. percent, Yeah, go hang out with other people. She's yeah, an intro- yeah. That's what charges her battery. Yeah, give me a couple hours to go for a hike by myself. Go read a book. Go do nothing. Just go have some me time.
1: Yeah. I, and then you're ready to go. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. that's
1: how I do it. That's awesome, man. No, I think that's cool. I always, it, just, it always fascinates me. Um, because a lot of times I think great speakers and great communicators usually are, they're not really wavering in the middle. They're kind of two sides of that spectrum. They're like your wife where it's like, man, put me in front of a bunch of people and this is what fires me up. Or it's the other time. It's like, nope, I want as much solitude as humanly possible. And then I'm going to go out and rock it, you know, it's, and it's always just, it's interesting for me, um, to hear that. So, um, this question number 10 is kind of the, the, the catch all that's in there. What is kind of that piece of advice that, that maybe you, you've been giving, um, you know, often, whether it's in therapy or whether you're working with some of these young men, whether you're talking from the stage, what is kind of the piece of advice that you'd like to give right now that, uh, maybe you haven't been able to kind of touch on yet in our conversation right now?
2: Um, I'm gonna circle around. We touched on it briefly, but I'm gonna say, be a warrior. I Define that. I like that. Yeah. So, so there's this thing called archetypes. I'm trying to do it real quick. Which are these? These like these themes that show up in human stories. Right. Open literature. They show up in movies. And for men also for women but for, but for men in particular like the most fundamental st- is is the warrior yeah right i mean it shows up in superhero movies it shows up in star wars it shows up in in all kinds of stuff but for me like it, the the four core ones in 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 masculine psychology are warrior magician lover and king and there's a whole Ooh. we have a whole conversation we can have around those things. yeah um, but the first one, and there really is, in my mind, like an order to them, is the warrior. And war- the warrior is is what you, the skills and the confidence and the the sense of yourself you have to develop to be okay, ready to go out into the world on your own. Okay? Yeah. To go take care of yourself, to go provide for yourself, to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 have a sense of good boundaries. To to yeah. say, you know not just going to take advantage of you or someone is, is, um, you know, just not behaving well to say, Hey, right. to to set limits with people to, to, just to, to, to know how to take care of yourself in the world materially, but also psychologically and physically yeah. to take care of yourself. Um, now here's the thing, like the warrior, it's, 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 it, it sounds like it's like someone who's into fighting, but really like the, the metaphor with, with warriors about what you're fighting is, is, you're fighting for yourself and your, and, and your people. You're fighting for what's right. You're fighting for what's just, you're fighting for what you want. Like that's, right. like, is it, I, I see where I want to go and I'm going to go out there with courage in spite of whatever fears I may feel as we were right. talking about before. And I'm going to, I'm going to fight for what I want to have in my life. And I love it. now the warrior can come out in a, well, a positive manifestation or a negative manifestation. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the hero and the villain, like the right. pod- Warrior is this is what I believe is right, and this is what I believe is just for me and for others, and I'm gonna fight for that. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go out in the world and I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna speak the truth and I'm gonna stand up for the people that that maybe can't do so for themselves. Like that's okay. how the energy is like pr- protects himself and the tribe. You know, the, the the villainous aspect of it would be like the mercenary, right? The fortune, right? Someone, who's strong, who's fit, who knows how to take advantage. It was going to use those skills to take advantage of others. Right. Right. So warrior to me is about being fierce. It's about having intention and having intensity and going into the world, knowing what you want and ready to go after it and fight for it. But it also means being kind. I love that. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the badge you wear on your sleeve is about kindness. Yep. Well, it's not about taking advantage of other people. Of anything, yep. the opposite yeah for me it built in this idea of being a healthy warrior is, is also kindness it's a sense of mission it's a sense of purpose it's a sense of duty so for people and i think this applies to young women today too like go out into the world with with a warrior spirit i love that with courage the courage to face your fears the courage to go after what you want the courage to do the right thing and and to play a positive role in society, to add value to the world. Like so good, ones. so good, man. I love
1: that. Um, it's like it's the it's being the sheepdog, right? It's not being the wolf who's capable of all of these things, but is doing so in a in a merciless fashion. Uh, and it's not the sheep who is just gonna take no steps forward to protecting themselves and doing what needs to be done. It's just purely survival. It's that sheepdog who is going to take care of others, going to take care of the sheep and make the right decision and right. be a protector and lead by example. <clears throat> I love that. You
2: know, I, I I'm going out to fight, but if, but if, if you have to, right, you do, right. You, you, you do what is right. You do, right. you do what is right. And what is just, you do what the
1: right thing is. I love that. You know, I have this concept of, of, I want to be the savage and the gentleman. I want to, you know, I want to live my life as the gentleman that is protecting that people look at and go nicest person. I know hardworking person always takes care of other people. I want to have that, but I always want to know that the savage is there. If I've got to take savage steps towards whatever that is, because doing what's right is always right, you know, and that's, Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think it's a very similar concept of what we're working with with kids here at at Acton and the Acton community is, you know, I tell people it's kind of like traditional education is a, is a, is a speedboat that is tied to the dock, you know, and we're taking these kids and they're tied to the dock, but we're saying, Hey, grab a telescope. Look out there. Wouldn't that be cool? Look out there. Isn't that cool? Now, you know, this look out there. Now, you know, this, and then you've got kind of the other end of the spectrum that's like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna untie the boat from the dock, but we're just gonna push it out into the middle of the ocean and we're just gonna let it kind of just gonna let it go wherever the waves go. And I say no that actin', we wanna eliminate that tie to the dock. Then we want to give you a GPS, we want to slap a motor on it, and we want you to intentionally go, go where it is you need to go, go find something out, and then have the ability to go, okay, this isn't where I'm needed now, or it's not my current part of my journey, so now I'm going to go in another direction, and I'm going to be intentional about that, and I'm going to go over here. You know, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Um, It's that same kind of concept, I love that, love that.
2: Yeah, and I think that you know another thing too is is be willing to make commitments. Yeah, make commitments. yeah. Some only way to find out if something is right for you is to commit. Yep. To it. It's just to do. It. Yes, yes. Do it. Commit. Final, you're going to get the information you need one way or the other. Yep. You're going to, to find out that you know whether it's a course of study or a project or yep. going to a certain a place you you wanted to visit or taking yeah. or whatever or, or a relationship for that matter. Like yep. if you, sometimes, like the only way to know for sure if it is right is to Fully commit to it. Yep. Because one way or another, I guarantee you, you will get your answer.
1: That's right, and that's the word. Love that, man. So good, so good. So, I mean, final question that we got on here. Is, so, who would you nominate as somebody that needs to be on this podcast? If you got some people, I think this. There's so much good stuff, and I. This is super. I mean, the podcast is all about kids. The sponsorships that we have all goes to the kids. I mean, it's yeah. all about that. But I feel super selfish in the fact that I talk to somebody like you. I'm like your wife. I talk to this. You've charged me up for the rest of the day. Like I love, I love this, and I, 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 I learn so much from having these conversations, right? So, who are, are, you know, one or two people that you say, hey man, this is somebody you got to talk to. Hey kids, this is somebody you need to to take a look at.
2: Can I, can I do that one offline?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: A couple names, but I just, you know, just in the for event- sure. If they can't do it or it's not a fit for them. I'd rather just sort of a hundred percent. No, I think that's super fair. So then how about
1: this? Where can, where can people go to find out more about you? And we're going to put this in the outro too, but I also want to hear it from you talk about, and, and I'd love for you to please talk about your, talk about your book, um, talk about you as a speaker. Where can we go to get more information? If they want to bring you in, you know, where can people go to find you?
2: Yeah. I mean, the simplest way is just joshuawayne.com Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's just, it's a pretty simple thing. It's a
1: great name to have for a website, man.
2: Yeah. Lots of volume. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's really, it's just, it talked about my speaking. Yeah. One more about that. And then I also, I do some, uh, I, I work with some families. I do less of this than I used to, but some, yeah. coaching, uh, you know, what I call family coaching and youth mentoring. Yeah. Um, so if families are going through some issues or, or parents, or they've got a, um, like a young adult, Teen, yep. 18, young adults, 16 and up is kind of my, my sweet spot. Yeah. Um, young males who are, we're struggling and need some guidance. Then, you know, we can talk and, and, and I'm happy to see if I can help. That's awesome, um, man. <laughs> a, a unique way of, of supporting families over, over the years. So um, that's the other thing that you can find out about there. Other than that, I've got a book coming out. Yeah. Talk about the book. It's called the simple parenting guide to technology. Yes. Um, so, just talking about tech and helping parents navigate that in their family. It's a real simple book. It's about forty pages long. Awesome. It's like uh, it's all tactical. Yep. If looking at porn, yep. here's a the conversation to have. Yeah. Going on here's a the conversation to they have. They're not using the phone responsibly. Here's the conversation they have. To oh, think. I love it. Very practical. It's not a lot of research. It kind of. It's basically it's it's a book for parents who like find themselves like me often saying, Just tell me what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have I mean it's I don't have time to read a 250-page book. Yep. Go through it all for just the practical yep. strategy. Give me the steps. I love that, man. And we're gonna do a whole series of simple parenting guides where we talk about school and grades, drugs and alcohol, yep. college, just really giving parents practical uh it's just step by step just guidance on, on what to do in just these tricky things that all parents are struggling with and trying no to no doubt yeah. no doubt and i love that and then <clears throat> that is make
1: no mistake and any act and owner will tell you the same any anybody in education will tell you the same we it's we're helping parents through that as well also we're parents and we're wanting those practical steps too you're right can't tell you how many times or it's you know there's no <clears> those <throat> the cliche there's no manual for this right well okay Here's, here's one that'll help with some stuff, you know, and
2: you're probably going to get to, to a manual. That's it.
1: That's it, man. And that there's so much value there, man. So that's
2: awesome. Tackling is technology just because it's a thing right now. it's a big one. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, it's not, it's here to stay. And I don't, you know, tech isn't the issue. The issue is moderation and how how do we find the right balance for it? So that, you know, I just think, I think. I think kids tech tech can have do a lot of good. I yeah. can do a lot of bad. A lot of yeah. it's just how you use it. Right. I also think a lot of it for kids is about how how do we make sure that they have a meaningful life outside of outside of course. Of course. You know, of course. Is, but you but you need to have more more meaning in your life than just this and then so like just that. that. <clears throat> it's just it's like money.
1: Recognize it for the tool that it is. Right. Let's look at it there, put it in that perspective. So, so good, man. So I hope everybody goes and checks that out. <clears throat> man, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Like I said, this charges my battery and I just, I just so much value uh, provided there too, man. So I'm just, I'm really pumped that we got to connect.
2: Yeah, likewise.
0: Thank you. There you go, guys. Mr. Joshua Wayne. Check out his new book, The Simple Parenting Guide to Technology. And again, uh, please feel free to share these episodes. You find some value, leave a review. Uh, All of those help us greatly. So thanks again for listening. We will catch you guys next time on The Essential 11.